0: Welcome, friends, to our final and eighth episode in this mini-series of Hanukkah 5783. So we'll jump right into it. This is a very special and culminating episode for the night that has a name for Hanukkah, the only one that has a special name, and it's called Zot Hanukkah. Now, why do certain sects of Judaism... Call this Zot Hanukkah. Well, this comes from a Torah passage in the book of Bamibah, Numbers, chapter 7, verse 88. Now, I think it's very interesting that it's verse 88 that this verse comes from, uh, that this passage comes from, because it is uh, chapter 7, and then what's after 7? 8. And it is also a repeat 888, right? So it's like you have day 7, and then you have day 8, and then on day 8 you have all 8 lights plus the shemash. So I think that's very apropos. It's very interesting when Hashem works like that and gives us just uh, certain connections in verses that weren't even there originally with the original writer. So... Uh, let's get started with this, uh, albeit brief, but final eighth night episode for Chanukah 5783. Um, Adonai, uh, Hashem, our God and our Lord, please open our eyes and open our ears to understand you better. B'Shem Mishuah Mishchenu. Amen. All right. So the verse that this phrase Zot Chanukah comes from, then we're going to go into what it means, is number 7 verse 88 the total of cattle for the peace offerings was 24 oxen 60 rams 60 he goats and 60 lambs in their first year this was the dedication offering for the altar after it was anointed and in hebrew it says so we have both the root word for messiah mashach and Zot Chanukat HaMizbeach. This is the dedication of the altar after the Mashach, the anointing. And in Hebrew, you actually see where HaMashach could be, if you change the vowels, HaMashiach, the Aleph and the Tav, Vav. So what's interesting here is this word in English doesn't really exist, but Aleph, Tav, Vav is a direct object well in this case it actually does exist it it stands for it the direct object it but if you look at it many of you i'm sure have heard the phrase alpha and omega which is the greek version of aleph and tav the beginning and it's symbolic for the beginning and the end and so in hebrew this is a pointing word when it doesn't include the vav at the end so when it's just aleph and tav it usually points to a direct object noun or pronoun and it doesn't um, doesn't translate into English. It just kind of disappears when you translate into English. But I believe it's symbolic for the Messiah in his first and second coming. And the Aleph and Tav is the Alpha and Omega. That is the beginning and the end symbolically. And it's uh, Hashem. It's the Eternal. We also say Netzach Netzachim for eternity. So like the... Uh, Netzach, I believe, is like glory or splendor. So the splendor of splendors. uh, And in Hebrew, we translate that usually the eternal or eternal as an adjective or adverb. So anyway, this word, Oto, it's like if you change the vowels, it would say, this is the dedication of the altar after the Messiah is the Aleph and the Tav. And Vav stands for man, after the Aleph and the Tav is a man and vav stands for man because vav the numerical number for vav is six and man was created on the sixth day in genesis 1 1. all right well let's go into zot Habracha. i'm sorry that's a torah portion uh, that has a similar word but uh, that is not what i was looking for the article i'm going to read here is called zot hanukkah and it describes what this last day of hanukkah is about so it goes like this And this is based on the teachings of the Lubavitcher Rabbi, uh, Rabbi Schneerson. The final day of Hanukkah is customarily called Zolt Hanukkah. This is Hanukkah. The simple reason for the name is that the Torah reading for the final day of Hanukkah contains the passage Zolt Hanukkah Hamizbeach, which we just read. This is the dedication of the altar. And the word Hanukkah is rooted in the word Chinuch, or dedication. Now what's also interesting, I believe in modern Hebrew, The word for education is Chinuch. However, since Jewish custom is itself Torah, and the entire eighth day of Hanukkah is termed, this is Hanukkah, we also understand that this day is Hanukkah, that the last day of Hanukkah encapsulates all of Hanukkah. What is so significant about the eighth day of Hanukkah that it is considered to embody the entire festival of Hanukkah? Well, we find that Beit Shammai and Beit Hillel The Torah academies of Shammai and Hillel differed with regard to the manner of kindling the Hanukkah lights. Beit Shammai maintained that the lights could be lit in descending order. On the first night, you light eight. On the second, seven, and so on, until the final night, only one is lit. Now let me talk for a moment about Shammai and Hillel. So the Torah academy founded by Shammai was known as the House of Shammai. And the Mishnah records 316 disagreements between Shammai and Hillel, or the schools that they founded. Uh, The house of Shammai, or the school, generally takes a stringent view, while the house of Hillel takes a more um, lenient or gracious um, approach. Uh, So, in in all cases, except for 18, the halakha is in accordance with Hillel. And Halakha is the ruling on how to observe commandments. Literally, Halakha means walking. So it's how we walk out the observance and the commandments of the commandments. So, uh, Beit Hillel maintained that the lights are lit in ascending order. First night, light 1, second night, 2, and on the 8th night, you know, all the way up to 8 on the 8th night. And the Halakha ruling favored Beit Hillel. The reason for the disagreement goes like this. So Shammai is of the opinion that we look at matters as they are in their potential state. Thus, on the first night of Hanukkah, eight lights are lit, for this day encompasses in potential all the days of Hanukkah that follow. But Hillel, however, maintained that we look at things as they exist in actuality. Therefore, the number of lights are lit in accordance with the actual number of days of Hanukkah. So on the first day, one light, second day, two light, um, and from that day on additional light is lit each day until you get to eight lights on the eighth day so the sages relate that the word hanukkah is an acronym for eight lights are to be lit and the law is in accordance with the opinion of Beit hillel so i don't know if they're going to explain that acronym because hanukkah Chet um, would stand so hanukkah is spelled Chet noon vav Kuf he garmin, I mean, sorry, kaf hey So I don't know what that acronym would be, but I'm thinking chet, this stands for eight. Uh, noon stands for nerot. Um, vav, I don't know, maybe, yeah, I, I really don't know, because it doesn't spell it out here. Uh, ha nu ka. Uh, anyway, sorry. So. That's a cool acronym, though. I wish it knew what each letter stood for in the word Hanukkah. Well, I'll do some research and get back to you on that. And if you're interested in me following up on that, uh, to give you an answer, please write to us at at footstepsofthemessiah.gmail.com. So, the name of the holiday itself is said to emphasize the opinion of Beit Hillel, which clearly indicates that on Hanukkah, particular emphasis is placed on the actual rather on the potential. So, what is it about Hanukkah that emphasizes the superiority of the actual over the potential? Well, the argument as to whether one should lean towards potentiality or actuality is, in truth, a dispute regarding Torah and mitzvot in general. God gave his Torah and mitzvot to the Jewish people, well, to the people of Israel. Torah and mitzvot, therefore, reflect aspects of both the giver and the recipient, God and the Jewish people. Well, we therefore find that on the one hand, Torah is not subject to impurity, even when studied by an impure individual, for it remains God's Torah. It retains the aspects of the divine. On the other hand, a Torah master may forego his own Torah honor, for the Torah is considered to be his property. It possesses the aspect of the recipient, the people of Israel. Now, as a result, there are two ways in which Torah can be manifested within this world, reflecting the perspective of the giver or reflecting the framework of the receiver, the people of Israel. Uh, The House of Shammai holds a view that Torah primarily reflects the perspective of its giver. They therefore say that matters of Torah and mitzvot should always be viewed in their potential state, since from the perspective of the giver, all of actuality already exists within the divine potential. Now, Beit Hillel, however, is of the opinion that most important is the consideration of how Torah and mitzvot affect the Jew as he actually exists as an imperfect created being within this world. Therefore, until a matter has obtained its actual fulfillment, nothing has been accomplished. We must look at matters of Torah and mitzvot as they exist in actuality. If this is so regarding all other aspects of Torah and mitzvot, says Beit Hillel, how much more so with regard to Hanukkah? For Hanukkah is particularly connected with the recipient, which is man. This is because Hanukkah differs from all other Torah festivals in that it is of human rabbinic origin. Thus, Hanukkah in particular reflects Torah and mitzvot from the perspective of the recipient, the aspect of the actual rather than the potential. This is why it is only on the final day of Hanukkah when all eight days and lights have been actualized and lit. That way we say Zot Chanukah. Well, friends, we want to thank you for being with us on these eight mini-episodes in this Chanukah 5783 mini-series. We do apologize that this is getting too late, but bless you. May the Lord uh, bless you and keep you. May He make His face to shine upon you, and may He guard you, watch over you, protect you. May He grant you peace. And we never like to end our broadcast without inviting you to make Yeshua your light of the world and your Messiah. As the light of not only the world, but the light of your life. So, may Hashem richly bless you. And may your Hanukkah lights burn bright, brighter and brighter every day. And may something from this Hanukkah 5783 enlighten you and light the way for you every day of this year for the rest of the year and may all of your potential be actualized starting from now through the rest of 5783 may you get through it with a smile on your face with your eyes up with your head up and may you be cheerful and joyful in all situations just like paul said at the end of i believe it was the book of philippians That he has found the secret to contentment in all situations. That he has decided, has made a choice to be content. And that is the secret of finding contentment. Of choosing to have the right attitude in any and all circumstances. So Paul says in Philippians 4 verse 11. I can do all things, all this through him who strengthens me. So he doesn't, it seems like he doesn't tell us the secret, right? But I believe that if you keep reading and you really pay attention to what's above it and below it, you do see the secret. In 13, he says, I can do all this through him who gives me strength. He can be content through Messiah, through Hashem, who gives him strength. So the first part of the secret would be to admit you can't, I I can't do it, I can't just flip my attitude, I can't just by myself. But through prayer, through fasting, through praise, through charity, and through random acts of kindness, you can make that choice with a renewed strength, with a different strength that comes from above. So... May you have blessings, and may you have abundant light this year, the rest of 5783. And until the next broadcast, may you be richly blessed, may you be encouraged, and may you know that Yeshua is the light of the world. God bless you, and shalom.